1: hey waffle gang i do hope you're well my name is mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories if you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now i'm pretty excited about this one this one was one that was sent to me via email as i said in a previous video there's a whole bunch of them that i've got banked away, but they require some sort of editing so I can turn it into screenshots and get it into the editor and all that kind of stuff. And I slowly work on it when I've got time and all that kind of thing. But this one we're covering today, they wanted to stay anonymous. The title itself had me intrigued. It says, mother-in-law is angry. I won't bless the beam. (laughs) Interesting. So they said, hey, Mark, got a bit of a story I'd like to share with you if you want. You're welcome to put it on your channel, but keep it anonymous as it's a bit of an odd one. I recently heard you talking about the orange story, where they wanted the girlfriend to bite through the peel of an orange as it was tradition, and I have a bit of a strange tradition story also. Here it goes. So here's a story that happened to me recently. My fiancé and I have been together for 5 years, and engaged for one. We have a fantastic life together and everything has been going so well. I've met his parents a handful of times, and they seem like lovely people. One of the reasons i fell in love with him was because of his love for his family the reason i haven't met them a lot is due to the distance but my fiance travels to visit them every other week unfortunately a year ago he lost his grandpa which he and the family took pretty hard and he started visiting more frequently after that one of his brothers lived close to their grandpa so he took over the house and they'd been meeting as a family often at grandpa's old place i hadn't met the grandpa before and he was a lovely welcoming man so I understand why the family loved him so much. However, with the wedding approaching, I was going to one of their family get-togethers. While driving down there, my fiancé mentioned that they had a bit of a tradition now around grandpa and to just roll with it. He wouldn't mention what it was, which left me a bit curious and slightly uneasy. When we got there, the whole family was waiting outside the house. His mom, dad, and brother. They all went into the house and I followed behind. As soon as we entered, there was a large archway into the living room with a big wooden beam over the top of it. My fiancé looked back at me and kind of nodded as they all walked forward. One by one, they put their hand on the beam above and said the word bless before walking through into the living room. I was a bit freaked out, to be honest, and I didn't do it as it just didn't feel like my place to do so. Also, I didn't know him that well, and most of all, I couldn't reach the beam." (laughs) We all then sat in silence while my boyfriend kept side-eyeing me. After a while, everyone began chatting again, but I could feel that something was off. Later, when we got to our room, we were staying there, I discovered that his mum was not happy that I hadn't blessed grandpa. It turns out, this tradition had started after grandpa's passing, as a way to keep his memory alive and to show respect. My fiancé pulled me aside and explained that his mum took it as a sign of disrespect that I hadn't participated in the tradition. I felt terrible but I didn't know what to do. I tried to talk to his mom and explaining that I didn't mean any disrespect and I just felt awkward and unsure of my place in their tradition. She listened but I could tell that she wasn't convinced. The tension was palpable and I felt like I had inadvertently driven a wedge between myself and my future in-laws. I decided that the only way to make things right was to embrace their tradition and show them that I was willing to be a part of their family. The next day, after breakfast, I approached my fiancé's mum and asked if she could help me better understand the tradition and the meaning behind it. My thinking at the time was to let her know that it wasn't that I thought it was totally bizarre, and I did care. She seemed pleasantly surprised by my interest and agreed to explain. As she told me more about her father-in-law, my fiancé's grandpa, I began to see the depth of their love and respect for him. He had been a pillar of the family, are oh, not pillars. Always there to support and guide them through life's challenges and I can't explain the look on her face while talking about it, but it was pure admiration if that makes sense. After the conversation, I told her that while I respected their tradition, I didn't feel comfortable participating in it myself. A smile faded and her eyes turned cold. She said, if that's how you feel about this family, and walked away without another word. Throughout the day I noticed that the other family members started to become distant and cold towards me. It seemed like my fiancé's mum had shared my decision with them and they were beginning to question my commitment to the family. Even my fiancé seemed to be having second thoughts about our relationship. He asked me why I couldn't just participate in the tradition and if there was something about his family that I didn't like. I tried to explain that it wasn't about not liking his family, but about feeling uncomfortable participating in a ritual that didn't feel authentic to me. Despite my efforts, the tension between me and the rest of the family continued to grow. My fiancé and I argued about it, and I could see the doubt in his eyes. Feeling desperate and unsure of how to proceed, I decided to call a close friend for advice. She suggested I should stand my ground but also find a way to show my respect and love for his family without participating in the tradition. With this advice in mind, I decided to come up with a plan to show my commitment to my fiancé and his family. In the evening, while sitting together in our room, my fiancé brought up the topic of the tradition again. Why can't you just participate in the tradition for my sake, he asked. A hint of sadness in his eyes. My mom is really unhappy about this and is causing a lot of tension in the family. I took a deep breath, trying to choose my words carefully. I understand that this tradition is important to you and your family, and I respect that, I began, but I believe that forcing a tradition on someone else is just not right. It's important for me to be true to myself, and I don't want to participate in something that doesn't feel authentic to me. He looked down, taking a moment to process what I had said, and he said, I get what you are saying, he admitted. But you have to understand that my mum sees it as a sign of disrespect. She's really hurt by it, and I don't know how to make her understand your perspective. I know your mum is unhappy, and I'm sorry for that, I replied. But I also think it's important for her to understand that people can show love and respect in different ways. By cooking grandpa's favorite dishes and making an effort to learn more about him, I've tried to show my appreciation for your family's history and the love you all have for him. My fiance nodded, his expression softening. I see what you're trying to do, and I appreciate it, he said. I talked to my mum and tried to help her see your side of things. I know you care about our family, and I don't want this to come between us. We held each other, and I could feel the weight of the situation slowly lifting. It was clear that we both needed to work together to bridge the gap between our differing perspectives and find a way to navigate our future as a couple. The following day, I surprised everyone by cooking a special meal that featured some of grandpa's favorite dishes. I wanted to show them that I cared about their family history and the love they had for their grandpa. During dinner, I shared stories I had heard about grandpa and expressed my admiration for him. Though my fiancé's mum and the rest of the family were initially skeptical, they slowly began to warm up to me as they knew my genuine effort to connect with them. It wasn't a complete turnaround, but it was a start. My fiance and I continued to have conversations about our different perspectives and we worked on finding a balance that allowed us both to feel respected and understood. Months went by and we continued to work on our communication and understanding of each other's perspectives. Our love for one another only grew stronger as we overcame the obstacles that life threw our way. Finally, the day of our wedding arrived and we both were filled with excitement. Had put a lot of thought into planning the wedding making sure to find a balance that respected both of our individual beliefs and the importance of family traditions i wanted to do something special to honor grandpa and show my fiance's family that i truly cared about their feelings and memory of their loved one although i really didn't need to either as a family we seemed to have moved past it during the reception i'd arranged for a memory table to be set up in grandpa's honor the table was adorned with candles, a beautiful framed picture of him, and an empty chair reserved just for him. I hoped that this gesture would demonstrate my respect for their tradition, even though I had chosen not to participate in the bless ritual. As my fiance's parents entered the reception, they were visibly moved by the memory table. His mum approached me, her eyes brimming with tears. Thank you, she whispered, embracing me. This means so much to us. The rest of the wedding went smoothly and the atmosphere was filled with love and joy. We danced the night away surrounded by our family and friends who came together to celebrate our union. The memory table for grandpa had not only touched my fiance's family but also helped to heal the rift that had formed between us. It served as a reminder that love and understanding can bridge even the most challenging divides. As we began our life together as husband and wife, it always reminds me looking back that we can work through things together with understanding. the family still does the bless tradition i don't take part in it and the family totally understands and doesn't make me feel awkward in the slightest it's strange how these traditions and these things come out of nowhere i mean it left me questioning where did this tradition start i might ask op i might send an email back and you know ask op where did this tradition start who started it who was the first one to walk past that beam and go Less, and everyone followed doing the same thing or did they talk about it beforehand it just gets me thinking like where did that come from my mind always goes off like that wondering questions like totally irrelevant questions like that and this is totally unrelated to the story but it's in my head right now so I've got to say it Stupid questions like that go through all the time. Like, I'm watching, like, Batman or something. And I'm thinking, I want to see an episode where he's, you know, designing his outfit. Like, no, it needs to have bigger pecs on it or something like that. Or I want it to have a little yellow logo with a bat in the middle. (laughs) What goes through? Oh, dear. Or designing the, like, the 80s outfit. Like, no, I want the pants to be on the outside. (laughs) I would definitely watch that episode. Anyway, I've totally gone off on one. But i got to say... In this story i'm very very glad that you worked out things as a family in the end and you know grief can do strange things to people i imagine especially when you're associating you know blessing a beam you know with paying respect to grandpa you know you can get totally caught up in it and if someone doesn't do it then you get upset about it i know i'm not defending it you know they shouldn't be getting upset at you for not blessing the beam or whatever because i can imagine myself in your position and you know, seeing everyone in front of me doing that. Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? You know, why would I do it? You can pay respects without doing this tradition, which you clearly do. You, you clearly told us that you fell in love with this man because of his love for his family and the way that his family shows love to one another. And I think the memory table at your wedding sounds absolutely wonderful. It's something that my niece did at her wedding for her granddad or my dad. And it was just, it was a wonderful mark of respect. I wouldn't have blamed her if she didn't have it there or anything like that, but she did. And, you know, her granddad meant a lot to her. And she was one of the main carers, you know, in that nine months that he was was leaving us. Absolutely amazing person. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this? Situation. Have you ever come across any like what you consider a strange family tradition that you didn't want to participate in or had to deal with in some way? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below or get in touch with me to share it as well. If you would like to share it on the channel, I would love to share it. And let's move on to another story.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And our next story comes from the Am I the A Hole subreddit titled, Am I the A Hole for Calling My Ex a Deadbeat in Front of His Family? I, 41 Female, have a daughter, Sam. 14 female, with my ex-husband Brian, 44 male. We divorced when she was 4. Brian made a real effort to be a good father for the first couple of years after our divorce. But then pretty much overnight he seemed to lose interest in her. He stopped coming to parent-teacher nights, never came to any of her sports games and stopped asking about them. Refused to pay child support, which I eventually stopped asking for. Have a well-paying job, but forget to pick Sam up on days he said he would, Stop asking to see her at holidays on the rare occasions he remembered to pick her up he would try and smooth everything over by buying her expensive gifts and it really worked for a long time but it started to wear off now and sam is starting to see through it sam has maintained a very close relationship with her paternal grandparents sam is a very accomplished field hockey player and represented our country internationally recently it's likely that she will be on the world championship team later this year We returned two days ago and yesterday her grandparents wanted to take her and the rest of the family to lunch and to celebrate. Brian showed up 45 minutes late, didn't apologize. His parents were surprised and told him to behave. As Sam was recounting her time and summaries of the matches to her grandparents, Brian interjected and belittled her performance because she only scored one goal. Sam burst into tears and ran into the bathroom. I comforted her and she asked if we could go home. I agreed and told her to wait in the car while I got our stuff. When I returned to the table, Brian was defending himself against his parents and I snapped. I told him he was a deadbeat and recounted all the things mentioned above and that I wouldn't be surprised if Sam cuts him loose one day. Our daughter is wonderful and does not deserve to be treated like this. parents seemed shocked as he clearly had given them the impression he's a good father. He threw a tantrum and stormed out. I apologized and left money for half the check with his parents. Since then, Brian has sent me several messages, and his parents text to say they don't appreciate the scene I caused in the restaurant. I don't think I did anything wrong, but my parents agree with them, so maybe I did. Am I the a-hole? And this is absolutely not the a-hole to me in this situation. You didn't cause a scene. He did by stupid, thoughtless comments. What was going through his head? You just defended your child. She wanted to go home and you did exactly what she requested. So good on you for doing that. She doesn't want to be around him and that's it. How can you not be just incredibly proud of your child? She's attending world championships. I think that's absolutely amazing. But Jeffrey says, you shouldn't have made a scene in the restaurant because he shouldn't have created the situation. So much, not the a-hole. Spiritual effects says not the a-hole. Brian is the big time a-hole here. Take him to court for child support and then let Sam use the money however she wants to seek out the fullest life possible, e.g. to help with her dream college, to spend on great travel experiences, etc. She deserves to benefit somehow from a farce of a father, and so do you, for showing up and being a good, loving parent to her. Opie says I plan on not claiming since I'm lucky enough to have a well-paying job that I can support us. I plan to tell her before she turns 18 that between 18 to 25 she will then be able to claim all the backdated child support, which will be about 12 years I think, and it will be paid to her directly for her to use as she wishes. Roxas of Sorrow says, not the a-hole, you defended your child full stop. I'd respond to the parents and tell them you don't appreciate him belittling your child over a match he didn't even see, nor do you appreciate the fact he never sees any and is never there. So before they want to continue coming at you for making a scene, maybe they should stop and reflect on why the scene was necessary. And just to add, before we go on to another story, there was a lot of comments about the child support thing and saying, you know, it's not really fair on the daughter to fight him for child support, backdated child support, when she could do it right now and, you know, get that money for herself to support them going forward. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. Now, our next story comes from OKOffice8532 and says, Am I the a-hole for assuming my friend was keeping her partner away because I didn't like him, but actually, he didn't like me. I, 38 female, have known Ali, 40 female, for five years. We first met at work when we were single and the youngest people there. We became good friends and socialized together and still do. Ali then met her partner, Matt, who she is still with years later. He does not share her interests. He is an avid football supporter, UK, and very anti the rival football team. Even when he doesn't go to watch matches live, he watches the pub with male friends. He plays sports with his friends. She's a football widow. She likes going to the theatre and to dinner. He goes to dinner with her but doesn't much enjoy the theatre unless it's a serious play. She likes musicals and she ends up going with female friends. She says she doesn't mind but they aren't joined at the hip and she has plenty of friends and relatives who enjoy going to the theatre with her that she doesn't want to go to football. I am known for being brutally honest. When she introduced me to Matt, she asked my opinion and I gave it. I didn't really see them together. I didn't like that he drinks and swears. He has a professional job but isn't very refined unlike her and I found him a bit difficult to connect to. At the time she was hurt but got over it and generally just engineered it so I never really saw him. He was always busy when I organized a party, etc. They now have two young boys and he looks after them when she comes out with her friends. To be honest, more recently my opinion of him has improved. He seems to be a really good daddy to the boys and they clearly adore him. They are also football mad. It took me longer to meet my SO, Edward, but I now have and we just got engaged. Ali and Matt both attended our engagement party. Edward actually also likes football and ended up getting on really well with Matt. Later, I asked Ali if she'd be up for doing something as couples, as Edward and Matt got on well. She was non-committal. A few weeks later, I tried to arrange something and she accepted for herself, but Matt was busy. I explained I wanted to do something with the four of us when he was free. She kept stalling. I pushed it. Maybe I shouldn't have, and she said it wasn't a good idea because he and I didn't get on. I said it was okay. I changed my opinion more recently, and Edward liked him. She looked surprised and then awkwardly let me know it was because he didn't really like me. She thought I knew. I didn't and I was upset. This was news. I asked her why. She was embarrassed but said he found me judgmental and too much. I don't even know what that means. A few other examples as well. I was hurt and told her I'd assumed she kept us apart because I didn't like him and not the reverse. She said that we didn't get on so what difference did it make? I'm beyond hurt and did react badly and told her some home truths about him. I regret this now and tried to apologize, but she won't return my cause. Am I the a-hole? Now, I gotta say, when I read the line, I'm known for being brutally honest. I thought, oh, here we go. And then you was judgmental on him, saying you didn't really see them together. I didn't like that he drinks and swears. He has a professional job, but isn't very refined and like her. But I found him a bit difficult to connect to. And then you're surprised to find out he found you judgmental and too much. And you don't know what it means. I mean, come on. It's just a wee bit hypocritical, isn't it? But apprehensive fans, as you're the a-hole, brutally honest is always code for an excuse to be an (laughs) ass. And now you're butthurt that your very own behavior got flipped on you. And you doubled down when told so. Maybe this is the time for some honest self-reflection. Logical Abroad says, like you pointed out, the hypocrisy is just mind-blowing. It was okay for OP not to like him, but as soon as him and her fiancé got along, suddenly she changed her opinion, but now has a problem with the fact that he doesn't like her. Despite all those times that OP showed her obvious dislike of him, and he realized it's better not to spend any time around someone like that. Also, OP has conveniently left out what the other home truths she said about him because she knows that what she said was probably extremely hurtful. As soon as I see brutally honest as a description of someone on Reddit, I know they're an arsehole. Brutally honest is just another way of saying, I'm rude and judgmental and I know it, but I won't change and I'll just keep using my honesty as an excuse. Good on OP's friend for cutting her off. You're the a-hole, big time OP. And one more comment from Kitten who says, let me get this straight. You said a bunch of incredibly rude things to someone's new partner and one day decided you like them, actually, and didn't realize that everything you've ever done to them caused them some form of opinion of you. My girl, every person who is not you in the world has a mind of their own and exists in the world outside of how they relate to your life. They all have deep inner worlds just as complex as your own. Not everything is about you. Oh, and you're the asshole. (laughs) love a sassy response now what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your love your support your time always means the absolute world to me so thank you so so much for being involved and hopefully i will see you (laughs) cheeky (laughs) so-and-so in the next one take care and much love